0: Today on The Topping Show, Elon Musk saves daily wire and then purges those who censored them. Target donates to kid-friendly pride events. Senator John fetterman Aides says that he wants to overturn the Second Amendment. U.S. Cardinal says that Americans should give up their guns. YouTube changes their policy around voter fraud coverage. Chase has some technical issues at the bank. Meta Facebook wants employees back in the office. Amazon to offer wireless to Prime members. And Boeing is indefinitely canceling their Starflight. All that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you, everyone, for taking time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and service company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see the founder released twice today. Gotta say the guy is quite handsome and brilliant. He's me. That's that's the joke. If you need a little assistance, reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Now, going on to the business part of the podcast, you have Amazon offering wireless to, to Prime members. Now, let's just scare the absolutely living hell out of the incumbent traditional telecom companies like AT&T and Verizon. And subsequently, their stocks did dip at this news. Now, Amazon has talks with Dish.com, which most people know just because they bought out Blockbuster, so they only like intellectual property. And for quite some time, if you just go to www.blockbuster.com, you'd actually be rerouted to Dish.com's website and they'd have that little logo of the Blockbuster. Nevertheless, they do a lot of great things too around satellites, and obviously they're a huge provider for television and satellite television of course now Amazon is, is in talks with them so they could possibly bring a low-cost solution for nationwide phone coverage or even free for all their Amazon Prime members further bolstering their value add of why people should buy Amazon Prime personally I'm part of the 1% of people who do not have Amazon Prime just because again things that Amazon are wants not needs and I usually might get some protein powder or some work things. But again, I don't need that in 24 hours. I could wait, I'm not a child. Now, it'll be interesting to see how, I mean, for many years you've had a couple startups in the wireless provider. Mint is probably the most popular one that Ryan Reynolds has, I believe, 25% stake in. He's gonna become, a, I think he's getting a, hundred, a couple hundred millions of dollars because that company's gonna be sold with the sale going through, I believe, Q4 2023. But for Amazon to keep growing and adding this to their portfolio, it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how ATT, and Verizon, and Sprint, what do those companies do to adapt? Because Amazon has the money in cash in the bank where they can bleed for years, as in they can lose money on those phone plans because they'll make up the money on all the other myriad of things that people use Amazon Amazon Prime for. So it'll be interesting to see how this hammers out. Now other interesting business use, you have Volkswagen bringing their bus back, although it's a EV. Now this is coming after a 20-year hiatus. Most people recognize the VW bus as a little, little cube looking van, well rectangular cube looking van from all the hippie movies. Famously used by Woodstock and all those events where they have those vehicles. Now, those vehicles will last for 50 to 100 years. I mean, you still see them at car shows where if you take care of those vehicles, and it's kind of cliché to say they'll take care of you. They do have some nuances, but the nice thing about the internal combustion engine is lots of spare parts and they'll last hundreds of years. EVs, they're at this point with the technology we have, they're basically disposable. Now, there were 259,000 EVs sold in the United States Q1 2023 which is a 45% year-over-year growth. So time shall tell to see if this is a flop or a hit in North America, as more and more people are open to the idea of using EVs and those technologies. Now, other interesting business news, you have Meta, Facebook wanting everyone to come back in the office and they're winding down their work from home initiatives. Now, this is going to be the latest mandate for employees who are close to offices. So it makes sense you're gonna have some that, you know, live in the middle of nowhere or far from an actual remote Facebook office. It makes sense they're gonna allow those folks to continue to work from home. It would be inconceivable to fly them out to California every couple of days. Now, the goal is to now have employees in the office three days a week, which you're gonna get a lot of pushback because in, especially in the tech industry, the norm and the preference is to allow people to work from home. I know sales reps for some of the largest technology companies on the planet. They've never been to an office because they're inside sales. But that role is you usually don't see the customer face to face. So you don't have to be close to there. And your manager manages you over the internet and over the phone. There's arguments to see how effective those initiatives are and how effective those mentorships can be. But many of them are using that and choosing that. So to have that, big value add because a lot of people value that model and you're taking away that benefit, they might lose some talent with this and that's what a lot of people are speculating. This is also coming out after they recently laid off about 21,000 employees in the past seven months. So Facebook meta is trying to desperately decrease the headcount and decrease the cost as they try to invest more money into their metaverse as well as their AI research and development as they try to pivot to become more than the traditional Facebook which they've done pretty well with acquisitions. Now, Instagram is a really popular app that everyone likes to use to share photos. And that's a pretty smart business acquisition. But the core concept really hasn't changed in 20 plus years. And the youth and all the youngsters aren't really attracted to that because part of it just doesn't seem as cool because their parents are on the platform. And they have so much competition now with TikTok, which the biggest knock against TikTok is that it's headquartered in another country. and China, basically, the government just—it's just spyware. But it's viral and addictive, and it's moving the audience towards that direction. Now, when Facebook was asked for comment about this coming back to the office initiative, they noted that, quote, coming to the office means we spend more time commuting and have less personal flexibility, unquote. Well, actually, no, thats as an employee, because, yeah, management wouldn't say that. It'll be interesting to see... Eh, are they going to lose talent because of this? Time shall tell. Now, other bleak businesses, you have Chase or J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the biggest banks on the planet. They're having an issue, and of course, it's a technical issue as technology. There's a lot of variables in IT. A lot of other uh, clients are noticing they're starting to have double transaction fees as well as payments on their checking when using the Zelle app or rather the Zelle payment system, Z-E-L-L-E is the spelling. I don't know how it's actually pronounced. I've heard it both ways. Now, Zelle is a brilliant payment device that was found, actually founded, the company is founded by Bank of America, J P Morgan Chase, and Wells Fargo, and it offers, quote, unquote, the service offered person-to-person, business-to-consumer, and government-to-consumer payments. So think of it as a wire transfer, but darn near instantaneous. So there's a lot of benefits to that value add, is why all the banks work together so that they can have this value added to their consumers very quickly exchange funds. As opposed to you have a traditional wire transfer, those usually take days, which in these days, with how fast technology moves, kind of seems like a dinosaur pace. And it's also one of those hilarious things where all the movies have it wrong, of course, because Hollywood is usually inept and they really don't have any subject matters, it would seem, when it comes to anything like technology, cars, guns, or Pretty much anything more complex than uh, inserting a round peg in a square hole some of them can do that exercise successfully i suspect but in the movies if you have a wire transfer where it's always a cliche the bad guys say hey we got you know wire the money it's always done within like three to five seconds now i own a business i could tell you it takes days so it's one of those silly things where yeah hollywood got it wrong but this is a brilliant idea i don't think it belongs in the business blunder section partially because Chase is one of the largest banks on the planet. They actually just bought out First Bank or when they had the all the banks going out of business a couple months ago, or First Republic, rather. And since they have such a large market share and banks are pretty sticky in terms of once you go with a bank, very few people actually take the effort to move to a different bank. I suspect this will probably have zero impact on their revenue. So time shall tell, though. Now, going on to the Culture Power podcast, you have Elon Musk saving the Daily Wire. Now, Elon claims that the premiere of Daily Wire's premiere of What of a Woman? canceling was a mistake and that it is definitely allowed. Now, there were some rumors that he was in the room when people, when the staff of Twitter were saying, we're not going to allow this documentary to be premiered and Elon appeared okay with it. I'm a little skeptical of that just given Elon's, Positions on free speech. He's not an absolutist. The, the traditional litmus test I usually ask people when I want to see if they truly believe in free speech is the Alex Jones test. Do you believe he has a right to free speech? Should he be on the platform? And Elon did not allow Alex Jones back on the platform when he first bought the company. And he brought on a lot of deactivated and formally blocked and suspended accounts. And Alex Jones says a lot of crazy things. It's even more concerning when a lot of those things actually turn out to be true. But when people ask, are you going to let him back on? Elon gave a very emotionally charged opinion about the situation. And given the situation that I have learned about Alex Jones and the lawsuits around Sandy Hook, I think Elon had an inaccurate understanding of the situation and what Alex Jones was trying to do. Elon was under the pressure that Alex Jones was intentionally using emotional rhetoric to increase the funds on his channel and increase his sales and in terms of the overall coverage i think it's less than 26 minutes in terms of how much coverage alex jones gave on that specific topic and his whole shtick and his whole his whole show is about conspiracy theory so i wasn't too surprised that he had one about this scenario and there have been false flags many times in the united states history but at the end of the day it doesn't matter what he's saying he's an american he should have the right to sell it say it that was the foundation our country was built upon A cliche as old as time is i may not i may not agree with what you are saying but i'll fight to the death for your right to say it that used to be a philosophy that every american believed in and elon he said no now elon did bring back the babylon b who were famously canceled when an old twitter when they actually quote unquote misgendered someone in the u.s government and make a joke about it and the old twitter overlords decided to nuke that account now, Elon saved this premiere of the Daily Wire, what is a woman premiere. So it was allowed to show. He changed it so that it could be shared. And he also went above and beyond. He actually tweeted himself the documentary. Now, keep in mind, he is the most followed person on the platform. I believe he has about 135 million followers. That's an astronomical number. Now, not to brag, but I do have 233. Follow me in the bio or the description of the video. But he, so he I believe went above and beyond. So he remedied the situation, made sure that you could share it, you could like it, you could comment on the video. It would actually show up in people's feeds. Important. And when he tweeted it, within a couple hours he had 115,000 retweets. So people saw Elon's tweet and then they retweeted it on their platform to share with everyone that they're connected with. Elon's tweet of the movie premiere also had, within again, within about a day, 375,000 likes and 59.2 million views. So he went above and beyond and saved that premiere so that Daily Wire could promulgate those ideals, reach a new audience, which is key, and continue their acceleration of growing, one of the largest or fastest growing independent conservative media companies in the United States. They have about 250 employees headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee, and they have a great talent pool of folks who have unique voices and opinions. And in a a world of ever-growing mediocrity and everything sounding the same, I especially am appreciative of new distinct opinions and those who do not bend the knee and truly stick by their convictions. A rare thing in and of itself, especially these days. Now, this also goes to show you the dangers of middle management. When Elon first took over, he fired about 5,200 inept employees. There was a lot of people who didn't do anything. Like I, I don't even mean that as a joke. I mean literally, they had vlogs where this one gal famously, she had a vlog where, which is what the kids say as recording your daily interaction. She went to the office for a at Twitter headquarters for about 20 25 minute meeting, and the rest of the day were her was her drinking wine in the office, having a spa day, having a buffet, playing uh, ping pong. Everything but actual work was what she was doing. There were a lot of employees like that. And when he took over, he let people know, we're gonna have to work like hell to make this be a actual profitable, solid business. Because for years they've been bleeding money. And he wants to get a good ROI. He wants to stabilize the business so that they're not bleeding money constantly, AKA losing money constantly. So he fired a lot of people. He used to have 7,500 employees. Now he's got to about 2,000 employees. Now, hilariously, great analogy perhaps with the government, the interaction for the end user and the consumer was about the same. There's been a couple of hiccups, but if anything, it's gotten better because he allowed more free speech on platform, and he brought back a lot of the previously suffocated and suspended accounts. But still, this occurred because of middle management. And Elon actually turned out to be in another country during the initial interaction of the censorship when Twitter said, Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ban your we're gonna shadow ban your film, Daily Wire. So imagine the frustration you're in, I believe it's in Shanghai for a Tesla expansion. And imagine coming out of that meeting and you open your phone, you're like some a-hole over in California is trying to censor something that Daily Wire just committed to Twitter saying we're gonna bring our premier talent onto your infrastructure because we don't believe in YouTube because YouTube is censoring more and more and more. I somewhat suspect, why will my my videos get less and less views depending on the topics? So, Daily Wire put a huge boat of confidence into Twitter and they invested in Twitter because they're paying for these ads, they're paying to get a new audience to expand their ideals in their company. But the middle management nearly kneecapped that entire premiere. So, I don't know how many people Elon Musk needs to fire, but he needs to ramp up that and get some new talent that actually believes in free speech. Which, unfortunately, is becoming a rare, a rare thing to find it in the United States these days. Now, Elon Musk purges Twitter employees who censored the Daily Wire. Perhaps the best news I've heard all year in terms of doing the right thing and trying to right a sinking ship. Now, this comes from the fact that, of course, you know, Twitter said, hey, Daily Wire, we're going to allow your premiere of What is a Woman. Then they said, hey, yeah, we're actually not going to let you do that. We're going to have it so that even your followers won't see the premiere. So even if you're following Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, some of the top talent, and they put in their feed, uh, your followers won't see it. You alone the audience you're nearly trying to reach. So thankfully, Elon was able to get rid of some of that middle management fat. Now, Elon quoted, he noted, quote, We are updating the system tomorrow so that those who follow at Real Daily Wire will see it in their feed. But it won't be recommended to non-followers, nor will any advertising be associated with it, unquote. Now, he then elaborated to say, quote, commenting and deliberate sharing will be allowed. Sensitive content just won't be pushed to people unless they ask for it or friends will send it to them." Unquote. Now here's one of the few instances where Elon was ratioed. The phenomenon youth use as a term in which the original statement actually has more people agreeing with the replies that go against that. So, he's, so he said, oh yeah we're gonna do this and everyone says, well that's not that's not really what you stand for, that's not that's really not what you said you're gonna be doing. He fixed a couple things but again the Daily Wire needs to reach a new audience. That's why they're investing in Twitter. So that new audience members can see their platform. They can see their great content. And they'll pay for Daily Wire Plus, their paid subscription, that the company uses to not only feed and employ all their awesome employees, but to expand the business and further reach a greater audience to promulgate their ideals. That's why they're investing in Twitter. It's all about expanding that audience. So it's a little disappointed that Elon's not going full bore trying to fix it. Now he, thankfully he did get rid of some of those inept employees. Now the now, of course, we live in a we live in a day and age where the longer the title or the more superfluous or the more fancy the title on someone's business cards is, the more I'm skeptical. So a top quote safety executive, El quote unquote, Ila Irwin resigned. Now when people on Twitter ask, hey Elon, is this did you get rid of it? So Elon did confirm that her leaving was directly related to the suspension and the suppression of the Daily Wire's premiere of what is a woman. So it is good that he got rid of that tumor who didn't believe in free speech and wanted to censor them. But how many more of those people are there? It's, he's done a lot of good things purging the talent pool there. There's clearly still people who want to suppress that. And he just hired that new CEO who has a very murky background of working. This person, she's worked for the Democrats and Republicans, so she's she's worked for many people, but her whole job, her whole background is advertising. She's being brought brought in so that Twitter can increase their revenue from advertising sales. Advertisers do not like most controversy. They're usually the reasons why Twitter in the past had censored so many people on the right because people traditionally on the right do not actually stand up and protest or promulgate their ideal, ideals. So businesses are okay censoring them, but people on the left, they have to bend the knee, bend the knee and cater to them completely. Thankfully, current services have executed the Bud Light boycott. And in business, that is unprecedented and is a great thing in terms of actually achieve their outcome of letting a business know, if you go against our value systems, we will not purchase your product. So it'll be interesting to see, can Elon truly make it a beacon of free speech or will it just acquiesce to the original or the Jack Dorsey default, the, pr- the founder where they just censor whatever they're told and they let a little bit of free speech. Now I'm optimistic he did get rid of that person and I really hope he continues to bring on new talent who are diehard free speech absolutist who really want to prom- promulgate the ideal that I may not agree with everything you're saying, I will die for your right to say it. I truly hope Elon takes that to heart and continues that methodology and really brings it even further to the light at Twitter and Daily Wire is able to expand on that platform, as well as many other businesses. Now, other interesting media news. YouTube is changing their policy around voter fraud reporting. Now, I'm pretty suspicious because given the background of Google, they're not very altruistic and they're not very nice in terms of they're not doing things just because, oh, yeah, we're going to cater to the right now. We're, we're, we're going to allow a little bit more free speech. That's the antithesis. That's the opposite of all, everything they believe in. They want censorship. That's why even key terms in a YouTube video will get you flagged and blacklisted. Now, this policy was first enacted back in 2020, December, right after the election. And they noted that they needed to uh, move more sw- more quickly to suspend videos claiming widespread voter fraud. Now, for those who don't know, that was 2020. Biden got more votes than any other candidate in US president race history. He got more votes than anyone at any time ever, even more than Obama, who is objectively a much more popular president in terms of you'll actually see people with shirts that say his name on it and actually people who believed in that messaging. I've yet to see a single flag that says Biden. And I I don't even know if they make them, but if you, after that election, if you even hinted that well, it's it's a little strange that, you know, in Michigan, you had 200% voter voter turnout. So you had 100 people registered again, I'm making up numbers for the example, 100 people were registered as voters, but 250, 300 people voted. And what's this? We have this registration card saying that um, Bob is registered at this event and he voted this way. We go to that we go to that address and there's no house it's just an empty lot and wait a minute why, why are we votes just came in at three in the you know he, you know trump is winning it in this county then at three in the morning they put boards up on the windows and then the got you know hundreds of thousands of votes for biden if you reported anything like that you are immediately censored blacklisted demonetized demonetized no questions asked so usually traditionally if you make a boo-boo on youtube They'll give you a strike on your account. And traditionally, if you have three strikes, that means they will demonetize your account and delete it completely. And in this case, if you had anything like that, they would just get rid of you. No warning at all. But why are they reversing it? Is it because they think Trump has such greater odds of winning and now they know a lot of people are going to have now the people on the left are going to probably have those ideals? And this is something that people on the left and the right do. After the 2016 election, every day we were told there was Russia interference and there's voter fraud. Every single day. Every news channel would hammer that to the poll. Hammer it every minute of the day. And YouTube was okay with that. YouTube encouraged it. Because, again, there's people on the left complaining about people on the right. Then 2020, people on the right wanted to do the same thing. As every election, there are, there are concerns about voter integrity every single election since the dawn of... The, of the country's founding but now they're saying it's okay and I'm very suspicious why what's the reason what's the true reason YouTube is doing this time shall tell but it's a really unusual interesting development now going on to additional culture news you have Target it turns out they're donating to quote quote kid friendly Pride events, which seems like a seems like a conundrum or a um, I don't know what the fancy term is, but there's a fancy term. Someone in the comments section help me out with that. But a term for I don't see how that makes sense. Now, this is a New York City Pride it is an annual annual celebration for teenagers, and the first NYC Pride event was held in two thousand seventeen, including drag queens, DJs, and those kid friendly events. And again, for most many Americans, of course, I'm not saying every single one, but a lot of people are concerned about the kid factor. I think when you look at the boycotts like the Bud Light, they chose a spokesperson whose average audience was 15 years old. So does it make sense to advertise alcohol or to have this be an this person be your brand ambassador when that person's average audience age can't buy the product? And again, your interest many of the people are concerned that you're introducing sexual themes to children which people used to say there's a time and place for everything and there's also used to be a thing such as child appropriate or this is not appropriate for children in many 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 years before this that was the default you don't talk to kids about sex you don't show them graphic sexual books but now elementary schools across the country have those books thanks in part to some of these nonprofits. now Target staff are also starting to feel alienated as more and more decisions are being made without their input. So you're starting to hear whispers of the staff actually being upset about the situation because, again, your average staff person doesn't want to have to deal with these questions when people come to the store and go, Why why is there a pin with Satan on it? I mean, literally, a picture of Satan that says "Satan, Satan respects pronouns you mentioned a kid that's three or four years old mommy what's a pronoun well this is what it says in the dictionary but here's what it means now what is it what why are these why is this family like this it introduced topics that are traditionally reserved for more adult conversations and i think that's why you're seeing more and more of these boycotts is a it's not an lgbt issue it's a children issue around the transitioning the drugs that we have no idea what the no idea what hormone blocker, what hormone blockers will do long term. There's no studies that actually show that. They're the petri dish, which is very concerning. So I suspect that's time more and more people are starting to get concerned. And it seems like target's just doubling down with these increased donations. Time shall to tell to see if they are the business blunder of the year as they've lost over, I believe, thirteen billion dollars stocky value value in within about a week. Which, that's a lot of stocks being sold off. Now, going on to the politics part of the podcast, you have Senator John Federman's aide revealing their hate for the Second Amendment, which, given political political affiliations, not too surprised. Now, this is the senator's aide who went on a Tinder date, which, and they have under, of course, is undercover reporter recording this person and. It astonishes me how many of these morons think a beautiful girl is going to go out with me and ask me questions directly, controversial questions about my job. I'm not going to be suspicious at all. Like, women don't, like, it's just like a beautiful woman randomly texting you. Those things don't happen unless you're Ryan Gosling. Or me. Well, no. But the odds are just basically zero. And yet these guys just, again and again and again, with these undercover reporters, they go, oh yeah, my luck is that good, when they don't have the locks or the fiscal foundation for it to actually be reality. Now, it's pretty quick, but let's uh, let's listen to what this uh, global uh, gentleman says. So this is Senator John Federman who he had a str- couple strokes and he could barely talk and comprehend people, but still the party supports him unquestionably because he just rubber stamps his vote. So this is aid. which are de facto gun confiscation, you don't get your property. It's basically the erasure of the Fourth Amendment, I believe, in which your property is taken away, and then you have to prove that, oh, no, I'm competent, I, I deserve these guns. They, they have no evidence is really being abused, especially by ex-girlfriends who, or ex-boyfriends They want to disarm them. And there's no due process, which, again, every American used to believe in.
1: He owns a lot of guns. Does
0: he own the guns that he's trying to ban? No. <laughs> if someone owns a lot of guns, I guarantee it's not just shotguns. The odds of that are basically zero. Yeah. So what exactly will he try to ban? Assault weapons? Ah, the classic BS political term, assault weapon. Quite literally chosen. Because a pollster, someone who takes pulse for a living, they said, what's the scariest term that your average American can't comprehend? Sniper rifle didn't sound intimidating. So let's, we're not going to use that term. Assault rifle, that sounds scary. And they're black, and they look like the ones the military use, even though mechanically one's full auto and one's semi-auto. Semi-auto means one every time you pull trigger, you get one shot. Pretty much have that, have had that technology for hundreds of years, and... Americans don't realize if you ban semi-autos, you're banning basically every gun manufactured. I mean, the alternatives are revolvers, which are not very popular at all these days. It's more of a extravagance or big debate in the gun community if it's a novelty. Many people appreciate that technology, but most people get a Glock 19 and get a semi-automatic. So you have revolvers, lever actions, which again, they're cool, I, I appreciate those, I think they're cool. But that's more of a novelty. Think of the cowboy movies, you love reaction. You have your pump shotgun, which, okay, trap shooting, I guess. But if you ban guns, that's all that's left. So every gun you see in a movie basically is a semi auto pistol, semi auto rifle. And yeah, they're called assault weapons because it sounds scary. And if you ban that, you're banning everything. I guess I uh, he'd be okay with t- overturning the Second Amendment, probably. If that doesn't scare the absolute hell out of people, it should. So, so oh, he would be- saying the quiet part out loud, although some politicians now are saying they're saying it even more loudly than ever. That, right? How dumb is this guy? He he does not look. In any way attractive enough for this female, but he's only just now thinking, "Oh wait, are you quoting me? like how dumb is he? I think he might be starting to realize it now when he realizes, are you quoting me because again, you're on a date, apparently, so this came from Tinder. Do they really ask this specific of questions? How many dates do you go on where they get that granular into not even him, his boss's ideas and it all seems bizarre, and of course this guy, you might have to have like a not, I'm trying to think of a nice way of saying more, a moron, a bumpkin of, of the day, but for him not to realize this is an actual undercover reporter, he is a pretty oblivious. But yeah, I'm not too surprised that Fairman wants to get rid of the Second Amendment. Unfortunately, now there's some folks in the religious community who wants to follow suit as well, so you have like Cardinal saying that Americans should voluntarily give up their guns. Which, if you're religious, I'll go. I'll dive into greater detail. But that is the most ass-nine thing you could say, or ignorant. Choose whatever term you would like. Now, this is a specific, specifically from Cardinal Joseph Tobin from New Jersey, the uh, totally not the land of corrupt and disgust. A lot of people, I'm sure, love living there. Now he said, "Quote, I honestly." Sorry, quote, I honestly believe it is the best thing we can do to change the cultural violence that threatens us today. Let's voluntarily set aside our guns in order to witness the truth, the only peace, and never violence is the way to build a free society that live concertedly in our homes, our neighborhoods, our communities, and our nation, and our world. He goes on to say, quote, it's true that we have a second amendment to right to bear arms, but rights always involve responsibilities. In this case, the responsibility like to protect and innovate, or er, the and, and and secure public safety in good order, unquote. What, which, is the most moronic thing you could well for any American to say, but especially for someone of a religious faith-based. If you again ever read a history book, I know Americans have are at all time low in terms of literacy and historic education however teachers still want more and more money it doesn't go well now the vatican basically has a paramilitary now the vatican city has never had technically had an independent armed forces but it has always had a de facto military provided by the armed forces of the holy see including the pontifical swiss army palatine guard noble guard and patamol gender army Corps. the swiss guard is responsible for the safety of the pope including the security of the apelic Apostolic Palace. It's been a few years since I've been to Sunday school, so I'm butchering a couple of words. That I apologize. And you've had many reporters, and as well as people just covering the situation, telling people that the Pope has, detail has the greatest arm, has the world's smallest army. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be protected. Quite the opposite. I think everyone should have the ability and the freedom to protect themselves and their family. And for this person to say, oh, yeah, the right thing to do is just to, you know, lay down your gun. You don't deserve the ability to defend yourself. When your leader basically has, you know, private, his own private army. And, again, read a history book. I mean, the most obvious example being World War II when the Jewish community gave up their guns. Now, they learned quickly. And now I'm very... I'm proud to say that most Jewish schools have armed security guards as every school should. It protects the kids, which should not be a political issue, in my opinion. Everyone should believe that. You guard your assets, you guard your people with better force than the bad guys have. And it just blows my it blows my mind that this person would be so ignorant. It's perhaps because he has his own security detail, as many of these anti-gunners do, where... They, they think you, you don't deserve that right. Good, honest Americans having guns is not the problem here. If you look at the statistics on where the most people die from government-related incidents, it's inner-city gang-on-gang. If you remove the top six violent cities in the United States which have congested gang issues, the United States drops to basically the bottom in terms of murder rate in, in the globe. It's not honest people having guns to defend themselves and their family. That's the issue here. And you've had multiple, multiple instances where bad guys go to a church and thank God someone in the church had a concealed carry permit and they, or they just had a gun on them and they stop the bad guy in their tracks. Some priests actually do carry. And when I say carry, I mean they have a concealed weapon on them. Partially because it's their job to protect their, their congregation. They are a, a shepherd to protect their herd, whatever metaphor you want. If anything, they should have more protection at those areas of worship, in my opinion. But to say you don't have the right, that's just disgusting, to say the least. Now, going on to the business blunder of the day, you have Boeing canceling their first Starliner flight indefinitely. Now, it was scheduled for a July, July 21st launch, and... The Boeing first crew was going, well, going to be the Boeing's CST-100 Starliner, now being delayed indefinitely because of two issues. And it, the purpose of it was to, to have a crew vehicle to transport NASA astronauts to the International Space Station, or the ISS, because acronyms are awesome. Or overused, depending on what you think. You gotta sound smart. Now, the two new safety hazards, hazards were discovered during the past week in during an in-depth review of the vehicle. Thankfully, they actually did the review. Now, the first one had to do with the load capacity of the Starliner's three parachutes, which were designed to safely land the crew vehicle. There's a failure load limit of the fabric sections on the parachutes that was lower than expected, meaning if one parachute fails, the remaining two would not be able to slow down the Starliner vehicle on on its way down to land in New Mexico. And... In terms of pretty much most things in life, from IT to racing cars to airplanes, redundancy is key. You always want to have an extra thing. So if one breaks, you can still function. That's why a lot of those airplanes, they have the multiple engines. They can still fly if one engine breaks. And to have such a low failure, low load limit that they could just rip, basically, that's not good. Now, the other reason it's not flying is even more ridiculous. Now, they actually discovered that Hundreds of feet of protective tape used to cover the wiring harness inside the Starliner vehicle, they turned out to be flammable. Which, that's just even more ridiculous to have flammable tape on something that. I mean, you, everyone's played with ball rockets as a kid. I mean, the bottom of the rocket, it's very, very hot, it's spewing, literally spewing flames. You want to make sure you have as much fire retardant materials as possible. And to have them, one of the largest aerospace and defense companies on the planet, win that contract, and now they're just delayed indefinitely, that's got to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Cannot thank you enough. Also, really appreciate when you like, subscribe, and comment. Each one of those things helps grow and develop the channel. Appreciate the feedback. Also, don't forget to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your co Heck, tell anyone and everyone, tell your enemies. Remember, just stay safe and fight the good fight.